Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoiler Appetite. My name is Tristan and yeah, it's been three months, I want to say, since I last recorded uh, the last episode of this podcast and yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I actually have time to record a new episode and as you can see by the title, um, it's not going to be about Guardians of the Galaxy or Wonder Woman, but I, I'm sure we will talk about those with my very special guest, Brittany. Hi guys, Brittany. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so we're doing this via Discord, uh, a gaming, whatchamacallit? So it's, it's kind of like Skype, but it's for gamers, so like when you're streaming, if you accidentally like bring up Discord... It won't show your names or anything, so that way people can't like. Right, right, right. Get uh, you. Yeah, I mean, I this is obviously this is my first time using it, as well as uh, recording uh, this podcast from a distance. And yeah, it's it's something. I <laughs> I as I'm speaking right now, I can hear myself through my speakers. And yeah, I I hate this so much, but it's whatever. It's, you gotta do what you gotta do for the podcast. So, yeah, and obviously this is my first time using Discord because Skype was breaking up on her side and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like legit, this like we're just now finally recording. We've been like on the phone since like two, maybe one a.m. <laughs> no, it was two because uh, I remember because I like I. Yeah. I completely forgot that I told you I'd set up Skype, and so I went and did a stream, and mm-hmm. then I was like, yeah, let's do all five chapters of Emily's Away 2. Right. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I promised him I'd do this, and I was like, shit, hope he's still awake. Oh, do you allow cussing on your... Yeah, yeah, no, okay. it's totally fine. I mean, okay. it, maybe if you listen to my podcast, you would know I, 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 I curse a lot on here. <laughs> Sorry, mom and whoever... And probably my grandparents listen to this as well, but I'm 21. What are they going to do? I mean, I still try not to cuss on my, like, YouTubes and stuff because I know my family members watch it, so I just didn't know if you did that or not. Like, I know know nobody watched my streams, but, like, my actual (laughs) videos, people, (laughs) my family members watch those, so I try my best not to cuss. Yeah. So... It's yeah, hard you, sometimes. Yeah, you. I very rare that I hear you curse at all. Oh Maybe God, I, I've changed. I, <laughs> I've I changed hardly so much. ever hear you curse at um, all. Like even in school, I never <laughs> once heard you drop the f bomb or the shit word or whatnot. But yeah, the, um, it's so it always puzzles me for like a brief second that like, oh wow, she cursed. <laughs> oh yeah, I've changed. I have gotten like. I was still like the innocent Britney, but then I um, found a new group of friends, and they cuss oh, wow. like freaking sailors. And so, <sighs> it's it hasn't fully rubbed off on me, but like, um, like I will say cuss words like one after the other. Like one time, um, uh-huh. like I do I do say the f word now, but I I don't say it. Like I still don't say I still don't cuss like around my parents and stuff because that's just yeah. like the proper thing to do or whatever mm-hmm. but um like one time i lost something and i was like shit fuck god damn it where is it <laughs> <laughs> i just i couldn't find it it's like cussing right. helps you find it and it 
I was just like, God damn it, where is it? Yeah. And, uh, I was yeah. on the phone too. They were laughing at me, but. Oh. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of the same thing with me. Like, although I, I think that's just, it's just in us for most of us where we don't, we don't curse around our parents, but with me, um, I sometimes do, but I don't do it a whole lot and whatnot. So, I mean, I think. Oh, my, oh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure my mom got on to me at one point when I went off the rails and started cursing. And she's like, don't say that word or whatever. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult oh. now. Calm down. So, oh, yeah. No, my, uh, it, like, even if I just say, damn, my, my mom and dad go, excuse me. And I'm like, dang. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, those uh, that's that's weird. I mean, they're less little curse words, so. Well, yeah. they always give me the lecture like I'm forty something and I don't cuss in front of my mom. Okay, mom. Yeah, why is it a bad thing? I don't understand. It's like we've heard these words in the movies, and it's it it's, wouldn't. It's not surprising if our parents use it. I I don't well, get that. I mean, I my, get it. you're like trying to set kid, a good example for your kid when they're younger, but when they're like an adult now, it's like, who who cares, really? It's kind of it's kind of like a respect thing because they're your parents, and like you can use that with like your friends and stuff, and mm-hmm. like, um, but like when you're talking to your parent, you're supposed to show like respect and everything, and uh, respect isn't using like cuss words every right. second word or anything. It's um, talking normally and um, it's like when you can't find something you just say oh I can't find it instead of like shit god damn it where is it right it's just I can't find it have you seen it right um, it's just like a whole respect thing and mm-hmm. I mean some parents teach it that way and other parents are just like I don't fucking care just do whatever the fuck you want right um, but like my mom and stuff is like damn is a bad word and i'm just like damn it's not a bad word yeah it's, it's really not you. that's like at the lowest of curse words it's like really right. at the bottom it's kind of like in kindergarten when you when somebody said shut up and you went <gasps> yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah yeah growing up was interesting for me i mean i i mean my parents cursed in front of me before not like a whole lot but yeah, and my dad, my dad tries, my dad, like, does his best to not curse in front of me, like, even now, like, he'll say the F, but he'll just be like, oh, fudge, and it's just like, I'm I'm just, and I have, have heard him, like, actually curse before, especially, it's mo- mostly when we're driving or whatever, you know, yeah. some people just can't drive, so, yeah, but it's always, like, it's always fascinating i mean i guess it is that mentality that's like i don't want to be this person who has to curse like every time or whatever and right no i just i don't mind it at all and so it is what it is but yeah uh, yeah it's it's actually quite funny because like my go-to word is shit yeah that's that's my go-to word and it's actually quite funny because shit was my first cuss word Mm. um ever because i was yeah i was trying to um fit a cube into a circle slot right and it wasn't fitting when i was little and i just looked at it and went shit damn (laughs) one badass little girl right you couldn't fit the square in the circle i was i was a bright one um yeah and but like but like 
I've realized how much I've changed since high school with the mm-hmm. whole cussing aspect. And I'm like, because like before, like fuck would leave a bad taste in my mouth if I yeah. said it. Like I would just be like, oh, like don't say that ever again, you know? Yeah. And now like I'm, I keep dying and I'm just like, fuck me. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and, um, yeah. and it's like, so like when I'm playing video games, I'm like, I got to tone it down. Cause I'm like, I get really competitive. And I keep, if I keep dying, mm-hmm. I get so angry. Like it's it's. I was playing World of Warcraft at oh one point, God. right? And um, like <sighs> I play games that my group of friends are into. Mm-hmm. Um, unless like I'm like, hey, I like this game. I'm just gonna go play it by myself. Right. But um, they were really into World of Warcraft at one point, so I was like, okay, let me just get that free month, and then I'm done. So hopefully, I'll move on to another game because I'm not about to pay fourteen ninety nine for this damn shit. Right. And. So I was like leveling up, right? And I got to like level sixty. Like I was, I was good. Mm-hmm. I was going, and this dude from Horde just kept killing me. He was standing at the graveyard, mm-hmm. killing me, and I was getting so angry. And like my friends are like, Brittany, it's just a game. Calm down." I'm like, "No, I'm trying to finish this fucking quest, and it's not. He's like not letting me do it." Oh, and I was just man. like getting so angry. I was so pissed off and he was just pretty much yeah. like standing there waiting and he was like a level 110 too so i couldn't even like touch him <laughs> right I was, just, <laughs> I was like about to cry i was like i'm done and i like logged off of world of warcraft i was like i'm done with you guys too I, i'm just done for the night goodbye <laughs> i was like i'm Damn. going to bed yeah that's the thing with gaming for me like anytime i pl- and i'm sure this is for most of us anytime i play multiplayer there, it's a hundred percent. I'm gonna get pissed off over something so stupid, like Star Wars Battlefront. Oh my god, that game! That, that I I don't think I've ever raged so hard at that game. Never have I been like mother. And I can control myself when I get angry. Like I just, I don't make any noise or whatever. I have my door closed, and when I just when I get angry, I just like I'll just be like motherfucker, motherfucking son of a bitch, you fucking asswipe. <laughs> like I wait, just wait until I get Darth Vader. I'm gonna go fucking commando on your ass. Like, <laughs> oh my god, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I love that game, especially when you look at it uh, with the kind of computer I have. Like, oh my god, it's beautiful. But fuck, and that's the thing with games nowadays. Like, I don't play as much. And when I do, I definitely try and avoid multiplayer games. Like, it's it's fucking insane what I have to go through through all this shit. Like, nowadays, I usually play uh, co-op games. Well, I don't know if I can call it a co-op game. But, like, you know, I just play with teams. And I just face uh, bots with my teams or whatever. And I don't like going up against other people. I mean, last time... I mean... I think the only good multiplayer game that doesn't make me rage at all is uh, yeah. Rocket League. And Really? Yeah, that game doesn't make me rage at all. I'm just like, this is just so fucking fun. Like, especially in the beginning. No. I was like, oh my god, this is like, why has no one suggested this to me at all? This is like fucking fun. I don't even care if no. I'm losing. Like, Oh my god, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for you, isn't it? Oh my god, like, okay, so it's not as bad for me as it is for my friends, because, like, I suck at Rocket League. Right. So, um, I, uh, let me, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so, I just, 
what happens is I suck. So. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> hey. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't played with you yet. I mean, I mean, um, I don't have many friends on my uh, my Steam anyways because I'd rather play with people that I actually know than meeting people and, you know, yeah, well, friending the best players and whatnot, even though I'm pretty sure they're not going to friend me. And it's always funny. You have a good game, like a really good game where you're literally whooping ass and whatnot like in like for me when i used to play uh when i used to uh have a ps3 and i mm-hmm. played uh black ops 2 call of duty black ops 2 that game that that to me is like my favorite uh first person shooter ever like especially at the time when it came out and whatnot i it's i i i, I got like this uh, machine guns golden diamond mm-hmm. like when you can cameo your uh your guns and whatnot and i got it to the point where you know they were just they were diamond and yeah i i was not a person you wanted to really fuck with especially if i had an mp7 you just and especially because for black ops uh two uh what i would have is you know a little sight and i would also have the silencer sure it did less damage but boy did i did I make some people very angry? Because, and you know, I'm not one to like camp or whatever, unless it's a really terrible game where I have to camp. But mm-hmm. most of the games that I play with that MP7, it was a bad day for, you know, the average game player. <laughs> I mean, right. if it was like someone who is like, you know, game comes out and they're already at like max prestige. Yeah. If you're an average gamer and I have that MP7, you are so going down. Like, it's not even going to be funny. And plus, in certain maps, I know where people are going to spawn. And boy, <laughs> the, the, the freaking high screaming, raging noises I would hear. And yeah, it was fun. And then, you know, once the game was over, people would just add me. It's like, I just had a good game. That was it. And I usually don't respond, and I just, you know, click away from them, delete it. But for some reason, when it came to playing with my friends and friends, Mm -hmm. as in my neighbors or whatever, it was kind of 50-50. But when it came to, and that was the thing with Call of Duty. I don't know if if you have any experience with this. Um, Did you ever play Modern Warfare 3? Uh, no. You haven't played any of the Call of Duty games? I played the very first one. Okay. Well, the the very, you know, the current ones, um, I'm pretty sure you've heard of Quickscope, right? When it comes Sounds to Sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, like, have you ever heard, like, people in school ever talk about, you know, 1v1 me and Quickscope or whatever? Yeah, it sounds familiar, yeah. Okay, so I'll make it brief. What Quickscope is and, you know, if you don't know this, quickscope is basically, you know, it it's in the title. You quickscope and you kill somebody. You raise it up, you slightly tap it, and then, you know, you shoot at the same time. And that was quickscope. And I was always terrible at quickscope, especially, specifically in Modern Warfare 3. That's what, uh, whenever me and my friends would play it, they would always want to do quick uh, quickscope and one of the perks was quick draw which is faster aiming and I just couldn't get it down and it wasn't until Black Ops 2 where I would just smear all my friends into the ground with quick scoping 
they're like, how are you doing and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, just because I feel Black Ops 2 was the most smooth, you know, turning game ever. And mm. and I think at one point I had, a, I had aim assist on, which aim assist doesn't really do much. It rarely uses it. I mean, it'll work here and there, but it's not like a constant kind of like aim and whatnot. And so... Yeah, I would sometimes smear my friends into the crown with quickscoping. I mean, they would win too. Not gonna take anything away from them, but yeah, it it was yeah though that was the best time. But yeah, Black Ops Two, my favorite, um, you know, first person shooter, and I I want to buy it on Steam, but I'm just kind of waiting for the for it to go on sale or something because I don't feel like paying for all that DLC for like a hundred dollars. Nah. I could spend a hundred dollars on something more better, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the meat and bones of this episode. So, alrighty. So where should we start? Okay. So, so I talked about Logan, and everyone knows my thoughts on <laughs> it, and well. I'll refresh, you know, my review <laughs> on it. But Brittany, what did you think about Logan? I mean, go in depth, like talk. What um, What did you think about Logan overall? I mean, we're before we get into it, we are going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, and it's out on digital and Blu-ray, so if you have it, you know, if you have the money, go get it, watch it, and just really go in for it. So Brittany, what did you think about it? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When they said it was the last one, mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think it'd be the last one. Because, like, they always, like, tease, oh, this is the last one. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that, I knew it was going to be the last one. And, you know, at the end, again, if you haven't seen it, spoilers, he gets killed. And it's it's not a pretty sight. Like, this whole movie is not a pretty movie at all. Like there is definitely heart in some scenes, but overall, it's it's very hard to watch. I'll, uh, like this is coming from, you know, I was I want to say I was four when I first saw X Men, and I saw X Two. So I you know I was in that I've been I've been you know seeing Hugh Jackman as his character for so long. And watching Logan was kind of traumatizing for me because, for starters, it's like I said, it's not a pretty movie. It's very gratuitous and gruesome and not a really feel good movie at the end of the day. Just kind of puts you in that aspect of like, yeah, life is pretty shitty, but it's totally shitty for, you know, Logan himself because you, I mean, anyone that's watched been there ever since the beginning the dude just cannot get a break at all even when he saves the day something just comes back at him so right. yeah and as far as the last one you know i i like there have been so many times where he said this is my last one i think it was i don't know when at one point i think it was after days of future past he was like oh yeah okay so he's only said it once that this is going to be his last time so after days of future past he was like this is my last one cut to x-men apocalypse which to be fair looking back at it now it's like i can't remember 
anything except that Wolverine cameo, which that was the one thing I was kind of looking forward to. But yeah, right. I mean, X-Men Apocalypse. I, I I don't know. I think I have to go revisit that film again because I remember walking out of that movie just being like, it was all right. I mean, I I wasn't in no way, uh, no way was I thinking it's got to be better than Days of Future Past because for me, the best X-Men movie is definitely mm-hmm. Days of Future Past as far as like a team-up X-Men movie. That's for me. But overall... And yeah, so X Men. I was just like, it was okay, but yeah, I didn't need to go back. But anyways, talking about Logan. Um, yeah, I mean, he gets killed at the end, and it's not pretty. So yeah, that's his final movie, and honestly, he went out with a bang. All right, enough about me chattering. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he went out with sorry. A stab. Um, yeah, what do you think about Logan? Um, I don't know. It was kind of like. I feel honestly like it might have been like a forced movie because mm-hmm. I mean they start out with all the mutants are dead and then you see Logan right. and you're like well obviously they're not all dead because Logan right. and then he also wakes up in a limo like how did he first of all how do you even get there oh like right it's just like he, okay and then um perf- like like Professor Xavier and all that is doing mm-hmm. his thing, and I'm like, "How did you get that messed up?" And right. the albino dude, I'm like, "Where did you come from?" Mm. And then all of a sudden, this crazy woman comes up to Logan and is like, "Are you Wolverine? You are." <laughs> and then it's just like throws the daughter on her, which isn't even her daughter, right? And he's just supposed to believe that, oh this kid is going to lead me to all these other mutants. I mean, she does eventually, but it was just kind of like a what moment. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally get where you're coming from. And while I may disagree with all of those things, but the one thing that did, uh, caught me was the, um, you know, her being genetically, uh, she's like, she's the, uh, daughter of X 23 is the daughter of Wolverine. And I totally forgot that in the X-Men Apocalypse, um, after credits, you know, you see all those people collecting uh, vials and whatnot, and there's one of uh, Wolverine's blood. And so I'm pretty sure that case of vials, so that was like, if this movie is set in 2023, then that would be like 40 years later so wow they they waited 40 years later i guess they didn't have the technology until right there until i don't know right so but yeah i i totally forgot about that and it wasn't until i saw it i think probably the first or second time where it just hit me where i was like oh yeah that's right so that okay because i always thought the end of the after credits for um apocalypse I thought it was going to set up the next uh, movie with um, Mr. Sinister. And I didn't know it was going to be Mr. Sinister because I don't... I'm not really rich into the Marvel history. That's why I have my dad to, uh, you know, school me when it comes to Marvel stuff. So, but yeah, but obviously the next X-Men movie apparently isn't going to be Mr. Sinister. And it's whatever. 
But I'm just, yeah. But yeah, Logan was something. What else? Do you have anything more on Logan, or is that really what stuck out? Um, I honestly didn't see him dying. I I really didn't. I thought maybe he would like pass he, yeah the border or whatever with mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah, and when he didn't, I was like, the thing is, is um. I'm gonna be all honest right here. Logan didn't really pique my interest. Mm, um, right. Like normally for like all these Marvel movies and DC and all of that type mm-hmm. of movies, I'm like, like, I have to go to the theater and see it because so they're all I, connected. You know, you you know what you're yeah. gonna get yourself into when it comes to the MCU movies. Like you know, this world just keeps getting bigger and bigger with the X. While with the X Men, it's like. It's X-Men. You do have all these X-Men characters, but it always seemed a more focused. You're not really... You're getting new movies, but it's mainly the same kind of characters. And whenever they make... They have new characters in the X-Men movies, they're not really the... uh, You know, they're mainly... It's mainly the same characters, and no one really knew. And if it is new characters, they're there for a brief moment. And... With, you know, with X-Men First Class, you know, you know where they were going. They were going to, in the beginning, it felt like they were going to, you know, tell the origin story, that chemistry between um, Magneto and Professor X, and it was going to lead into the first X-Men, X-Men movie. And then X-Men Days of Future Past came along, and now we're just, we have no idea what the hell is going on right now. We don't know what's going to end up. With the first X-Men movie, which I doubt it is because they would have to get a new Wolverine and yeah, I think it's just, I think at the end of the day, when you really look at the timeline, it's, it can get, it can definitely get confusing. And so I, while I am, you know, I'm one of those people who's like, I, I, I don't really want to I don't really want to see X-Men go back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because without that, I mean, there can be a deal, but I'm saying I think overall I don't think that's a good idea because you don't get Deadpool, you don't get Logan either. You don't get those right. type of like movies because I mean, if we're going to look at the MCU, obviously they're not going to do that. And then you could throw in the argument why not throw them in a Netflix? And it's like, well, I mean, for me personally, it's like, what can you really do with Deadpool? I mean, it'd be, I don't know. I think Deadpool works better as a movie, but you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't see how, I don't know creatively how you can do Deadpool as a Netflix series, especially in that world where, you know, everyone is so strictly serious and Deadpool is kind of this, you know, very jokey adult like person and whatnot and so yeah but I'm excited for the new X-Men movie along with Deadpool and the new Mutants movie which is it's great and but yeah getting back to Logan you know I I didn't know what to think at first I didn't know you know now that I think about it I don't think I ever thought about is he gonna die in this movie like I knew I knew from the beginning, after seeing that first trailer from Logan, that Charles was going to get it. But I, I, I knew, I, I originally I thought 
when you see the trailer of Logan, you know, he, you see, um, guns being pointed at Charles's head. And I was like, oh, that's where he's going to die and it's going to kill me. And so that scene alone was just, wow. I, like, anytime Charles had his seizures, it was mm-hmm. definitely, that, like, especially the second time viewing, because I think the sound system was way better. At first, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And second time, I really noticed that you can't really, you can't breathe for a minute because it's like you don't know what the hell is going to happen next. And I just, I felt bad for uh, Xavier. And it's like, and I felt bad for Xavier because it's, because it's hinted in the movie that he, he had, uh, he, he had uh, one of his, uh, whatchamacallit what's it called seizures seizures uh to the point where he killed all the x-men and right oh that that must have been horrible and oh, yeah. at one point i did read that they were gonna show charles actually going through that they were gonna show that scene and but they pulled it back because they didn't want it better. to be a more they didn't want it to be the focus of you know the x-men dying and logan having to be with that terrible trouble and whatnot. And I would have liked to see that. I mean, I would have too, but I think as in like a deleted scene, if they filmed it and not put it in the final cut, that would have been fine for me. I would have loved to see it like on a bonus content or whatever, not necessarily in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I mean, honestly, I like that it was hinted at. I, I feel like that's where movies are. When movies can just hint at, you know, something subtle and not necessarily show it, and it's successful awesome I mean not every I don't think everything has to be explained not everything has to be shown or whatnot. I mean yeah I mean and the beginning of the uh, opening movie where I mean you had a problem with you know how did he get there in that limo and whatnot. right I mean you know I usually I mean I usually leave like my questions at the door or whatever and, you know, it just kind of shows you that, you know, he's now a limo driver. And throughout the movie, you kind of ask, why is he that limo driver? Well, I mean, he's trying to buy a boat for him and Charles to go on sea and whatnot. And, yeah, right. that, that would have been something. And, yeah, I, I just love how this movie opens. And he just really has had enough with everybody and just tears up those people like, Oh my god! And I saw this with my dad, of course, and he's sitting next to me, and I just hear very low, "Yes," because <laughs> he's been waiting forever for this to like finally let him loose and whatnot. And honestly, for for me at least, I mean, I think I can speak for most guys that tears were definitely shed during this movie. I was just oh, like. Yeah. Because, again, it's not a feel-good movie at all. Like, no one gets a happy ending. And at the end of the movie, the bad guys are still out there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's just their leaders are not around, but you never know who's going to take that... uh, Going to take that position. And... But the one thing that really did... I mean, I can't find a single flaw in this. I mean, originally, I kind of was 50-50 on the X-24 clone... And 
I when he kills Charles, I was like, oh, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, and I was kind of taken out of the movie for a second, and mm-hmm. but seeing it a second time, I think it really affected me because I think I because I'm pretty sure I missed it the first time where uh, uh, Logan basically grabs Charles and puts him on the back, and he's just like he's breaking down and he just whispers it wasn't me it wasn't me i was just like oh my god okay yeah this wasn't this wasn't a i i i thought it was a great move i thought it was great i don't think it was cheese at all like i saw some people make comments about it's like oh it was a cop out it's like ah you just don't get it if only you knew but whatever i cried i i cried harder and honestly i cried harder in that moment than i did when Loki. Died. Oh, I, yeah. I like because yeah. it was even like more heartbreaking because like Charles was like opening his heart mm-hmm. to him right before um lo- like the fake Logan mm-hmm. just like stabbed him and I was like oh no yeah. and then and then when the actual Logan came in and I was like it wasn't me and I'm like <laughs> yeah no. that just oh just this movie man just this movie killed me and I think what's even sadder then you know wolverine telling charles it wasn't me mm-hmm. what's even sadder is that the fact that charles doesn't remember killing the x-men at all because you remember right. the first time we meet him and you know logan gives him his pills and he walks off and he's like charles is like why are we here logan what did you do and right fuck that this movie overall i mean and I like that this is very much like The Dark Knight, where it basically it's a comic book movie, but it's not your average comic book movie. Yeah. Because with The Dark Knight, it's basically all about, you know, uh, basically how is, you know, it's all. The Dark Knight is basically about chaos and Batman mm-hmm. having to try to cope with this and, you know, trying to deal with that. You know, he let the Joker burn, you know, get to Harvey Dent, and he has to live with that. And right. really great themes. And and this, Logan is more about a character study, much like The Dark Knight. But with Logan, I feel it's more of like, it works so much better when it comes to character. Because we've seen, God, I don't even know, like... I want to say seven other movies with Wolverine and we know this history especially if you grew up waiting for those movies to come out the dude has not had a great easy life at all even with X-Men Days of Future Past where it was just like man no X-Men The Last Stand where you know there's a cure and whatnot, and they stop uh, Jean Grey and all that business at the end of the day Charles died. Scott Summers Cyclops died. While it did, you know, you stopped Magneto and stuff. Still, pretty rough to watch. And, yeah, Logan was just a great study piece because, I mean, I don't don't know if I'm going to say that this is kind of like Captain America Civil War where... If you if you never watched any of the MCU movies and you just watch Captain America Civil War, you're gonna be fine because they they explain 
you know, what happens in the past, why these two uh, are going at it. Whereas with Logan, I you, I think you can, anyone who hasn't seen the X-Men movies, you can definitely watch this. But again, with, like I said, with Civil, uh, Civil War, it's like, if you really want to get that emotional grip, watch the other films. And same goes for uh, Logan, because it's, this guy has done it for seven movies, and yeah, and how he dies too by the clone, where he mm-hmm. just lifts him and just shoves him into that tree. I was like, "Fuck!" It's just right. like, bam. I'm like, "Oh my god, holy crap!" Just like just when you thought this movie couldn't get even more graphic, that happens. <laughs> like, oh my god. I was just like, oh my god, that was painful. And, you know, I love that symbolism. I love that, you know, you know, anytime he goes up against his clone, he just can't win. He really can't win because he's old and his healing factor isn't what it used to be. And the animantium, I don't know if you caught this, but the animantium is hinted at that it's killing him inside. And yeah, that, I love that. I love that so much. And... And then X-23 blows the freaking clone's head off like, wow, this is... And, yeah. I... I whew. <sighs> This movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> this movie. Not a feel-good movie. I mean... Yeah. Got anything else? Or do you want me to finish? Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the kids, though. Yeah, I, I I hope they do something with the kids as well. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what you do after that. I mean, what, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to, it is interesting if they're going to take that uh, opportunity to, you know, continue with them and whatnot. And, yeah, I mean, the one thing that, of course, you know, before the movie ends... You know, and I first caught this, you know, she, she's at her grave, he's at, uh, you know, they're at the gravestone of Wolverine, and they all run off, and X-23 just, you know, turns that cross into an X, and I was like, oh my god, he died like an X-Man, oh my god, right. uh, I, I hate this, I hate this so much, but I fucking love it too, because it's like, after this, I don't care. I don't want to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine anymore because, oh my god, that was a great way to go out, even though they do die at the end, but that's the part of life. Right. No one ever gets a happy ending. You could do a lot of good, but well, yeah, I'll take that back. I mean, yeah, Logan didn't have a great life at all. I mean, he had moments, but at the end of the day, dude was struggling. So. Yeah. Yeah, that... Um was there a end scene? There was after the, yeah. That's that's what I thought too, and I thought that was really weird because like I was sitting there, I was like, mm-hmm. I know this is the last one, but there's got to be something. There's got to be something there. Yeah. And I just when I didn't see it, it was kind of like a little piece of my heart broke off. I was like, where is it? But then again, we did get like a beginning credit scene with Deadpool, and <laughs> I so didn't see that coming. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I mean, I heard rumors that Deadpool was going to show up in Logan. And I was like, that that's so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> I mean, especially after seeing that first trailer, I was like, that's 
doesn't really fit, but then it's like a tease that, hey, Deadpool 2 is coming, and it's like... Right. I, I wasn't prepared for that at all. But yeah, as far as like the Incred scene, I'm glad there wasn't one. Because it's like, how do you... Like, what do you show after that? Like, that's the end for him. I mean... I mean, you could always show, like, the kids actually yeah, making it, and I maybe mean, they, that, like, made it to a school, like right, another one. Right, That That would have been great. But I think I think it was smart not to do an end credit scene because they didn't really need it because it you know at the end of the day it's all about Wolverine and you know his story is done and but yeah I I am curious to see if they're gonna take that opportunity and you know make a movie with those kids so, right yeah but anyways let's get out of this depressing topic of a movie okay um, so Pirates of the Caribbean came out. I didn't see yes. it. I didn't oh see it. Oh my god. Um, before <laughs> I turn it over to Brittany, <laughs> I'm going to say that, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's not my thing. It really isn't. I didn't see... Now, before before you, you know, have a heart attack or just drop, I will say I have seen the first three. And looking back at them now, I tend to agree with most people that the first one was the greatest one. The other two, it's like... No, no thanks. I didn't even see the fourth one because I was just like, I I don't want to see this. Like, it just doesn't. And every time I hear someone talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, with my mindset, you know, where they say the first one is the greatest one, it's like they 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 kind of made they kind of messed up Jack Sparrow in a way where he was this badass and whatnot. But then you got to two, three, four, and you know, currently the fifth one. It's like you know, you thought he was a badass, but really he's doing it by accident, and now he's a badass. He's still a badass, but most of the time, every time he messes up or is like, you know, all goofy and whatnot, missteps, he's actually being a hero. And yeah, I it's not Johnny Depp. Well, it kind of is Johnny Depp. But I love Johnny Depp. I love him, but sometimes I'm just like, I, I kind of want him to do something out of something that I haven't seen from him and the the last movie I saw him with was um, Yoga Hosers where he is playing this over the top ridiculous movie and that was fine especially it's a Kevin Smith movie but last movie before that I saw him in was Black Mask Black Mask where he plays uh, a famous uh, uh, crime lord and he was great in that it's like Johnny Depp has it but he loves playing these kooky characters, and if that makes him happy, great. As far as for me, it's just like I, once in a while, I, I, you know, some of the time I will see you see him take roles like that than you know his standard Tim Burton goofy character. But anyway, right. overall, at the end of the day, like I said, Pirates of the Caribbean, I, I don't give a shit about it. I really don't care. If it's your thing, it's your thing. I'm not gonna argue with it. I'm not gonna say. You're wrong. You're stupid. Anything like that. You know, I'm open-minded. If you like something I don't like, I'm not going to say anything. But if you ask me what I think about it, then yeah, you're probably not going to love what I have to hear. But anyways, Pirates of the Caribbean, what did you think about it? Oh my god, it was fantastic. (laughs) Yes, of course. I knew that would be your answer. It was so good. Like, I mean, I love 
I love Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is my guy. He's amazing. He's like overall my favorite actor. And um, I think the only thing that I didn't like him in was Fantastic Beast. Same. Um, oh my like, god. Like that was horrible. <laughs> that was real, so bad. He should have said no to that. <laughs> real quick, can we just jump onto that? I mean, okay. oh my god, that was like the biggest fu to everyone that loved Colin Firth's character, and that was the, that was one of the many things that I you know I didn't look. I didn't like Fantastic Beasts at all. I thought it was fine. And definitely, like, I wasn't going in, walking in, expecting it to be like Harry Potter. I was expecting, you know, something new, because I get it. It's 90 years in the past, and it really, it really caught my imagination. I was like, 90 years in the past, where there's no Harry Potter, Lord Voldemort, well, I I don't know if, but there is a Dumbledore. But, yeah, I, I saw that movie, and, you know, and I was getting hyped as well, and I remember... The first uh, Entertainment Weekly cover came out where, let's just real quick, get rid of the Fantastic Beast title on the cover. I would have thought Eddie Redmayne was the new Doctor. I was like, he looks like the Doctor. Right. Thank God for the title <laughs> right there. And so I was like, yeah, I'm excited. Then I see I'm just like, I I don't know. It was fine. I mean, my my complaints was my most of my complaints were just really performances overall. And some things I just I didn't understand, and but I thought it was fine. I mean, there were things I did like, but overall it was fine. And honestly, like I said in my review, it comes down to that I've I have fatigue with this world. Like I don't care about the wizard wizarding world anymore. I just don't care. I mean, I don't know. I thought this would be like yes, I finally love something that's the wizarding world and whatnot but not the case at all but yes the johnny depp thing i had heard he was playing this massive big character or whatever i was like okay that's fine but uh to have him be the colin firth character at the end i was like you fucking assholes that you just pulled a goblet of fire bullshit on me i mean goblet of fire worked for me and they do this in here, and it's like because it, my the problem is I love that character. He was the one thing that I was like, you know, if you're gonna go see that movie, I'll see that movie again just for him. But after that review, I don't plan on seeing it again. <laughs> Not a second movie or that first movie. I mean, he even I, looked ridiculous, did he not? Yeah. I mean, I, see, I didn't realize Johnny Depp was in the movie going into the movie like i didn't hear anything about it good and so at the very end when he showed up i was like okay that dude looks weird and then i was like wait a minute is that johnny depp wait a minute and then like he got i guess destroyed or whatever and i was just like what just happened yeah that that was me too i mean i had heard there was something at the end um, my grandmother saw it and she loved it, of course. And she was like, "There's, there's a certain someone that shows up at the end." I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Oh, it's probably Johnny Depp," but I was not expecting him to be, you know, the review of this character. I was like, "You know, what the hell was that?" Like, first off, he looks terrible, blonde hair and a blonde mustache, and he's got them blue eyes, or I don't know. And I was just like, "What are you doing?" Right. Like, I get it. You're trying to set up the next movie, but it's like. 
why not have why like I was why not have him why not have the Colin Firth character be you know a little spy that's working for Johnny Depp's character and then coming to him to say hey the Majesty of Wizards or whatever the whatever they're called you know they're doing this this and this and it's like why can't they can't you just do that like I mean it was so simple you didn't need to reveal him or anything I mean you could have just you could have just like you know you could have you could have showed him as that character as like you know one of his uh you know henchmen comes in and is like such and such you know failed you and turns around and he's like guess I'll have to do it myself then or something like that but uh, yeah anyways getting back to pirates of the Caribbean uh dead men tell no tales yeah so I didn't see it so tell me all about it go into spoilers too if you want are you sure yeah go ahead okay well warning so (laughs) spoilers um I don't know I really liked it because it kind of went into Johnny Depp's not Johnny Depp's, uh, Jack Sparrow's past. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. That um, Disney money. Like, <laughs> um, uh, God, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. It pretty much, what happens is Johnny Depp in his younger years um, tricked this uh, sea captain who was just set on ridding the sea of pirates. Yeah. Of going into this, um, I think they called it like a dead man's triangle, which oh. means once you go into it, you can't leave. Right. And so, I don't know how it was all attached to uh, Jack Sparrow's compass, but it was. <laughs> so the um, like it it started out where Jack Sparrow was just like down on his luck, and like his crew left him. His ship wasn't actually in the water. He didn't have any money or anything like that, so he and actually traded his compass. This is in the past, um, or this is no, present? No, this is the present. Oh, okay. This is the present, sorry. Oh, okay. I, I know I talked about the past, but I'll, I'll get there. Okay. Um, and so Johnny Depp actually like traded his compass for alcohol. <laughs> what? And, right. And so when he did that, that broke the bond that that, uh, person that was trapped in the dead man's triangle huh. that broke the like bond between them I guess so they were able to actually like leave and they started like taking over the sea so it was called they said like the dead took over the sea and Johnny John, uh, I keep saying Johnny Depp but it's, yeah, it's not I Johnny know, Depp, I Jack know. Sparrow um, uh, Captain Babosa yeah. pretty sure that's yeah, yeah. He, he actually teams up with the dead because he's like I don't want to die <laughs> so wow, he teams course. up he's like I have uh, he's like I have the compass because uh, Captain Baboso Babosa got the compass from a witch who got it from the person that Johnny Depp traded it with and so he was because I, I never understood what was the big purpose of the compass yeah. um, and, I, and I finally figured it out the compass leads you to what you want the most and you oh. should never betray it Oh, right. That's okay. so the arrow never actually huh. points north. It points to what you want the most. Right. Um, so okay. we. Uh, so what's his name? Will Turner. Oh Do you yeah. remember Will Turner? Yeah. 
Um, well, he's stuck on Davy Jones's uh, boat. He, he's like oh. on the Flying Dutchman. Wow. Well, his son um, forgot his first name, but Turner mm-hmm. actually finds Jack Sparrow and some girl. I think her name is something something Smith, and um, they set off with the crew on Black Pearl. Black Pearl actually comes out of the bottle. I was so happy. What? Oh right. yeah! I wow! It's been a while since I've seen those movies, but the Black Pearl was in a bottle because why? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why Black Pearl was in the bottle. I just know she was, and then she was finally released into the um, sea. And it was fantastic. Wow. Um, so she, she she's in the ocean now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes. Um, so they all board the Black Pearl. Right. And um, they're all searching for um, the Trident. Yeah. And um, so, <laughs> sorry. I'm, no, it's fine. Let's see. Searching for the trident, right? So they're they're following a map in the stars to get to the trident. Mm-hmm. So they finally get to it, and um, I think his name's like Captain Sal Sal Salazar. Salazar? Like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Spaniard, mm-hmm. and so he he can't go on land because he's. Right dead and he's dead of the sea so like if any of his like people go on land they just burst into like dust oh yeah um so they finally get um the trident right and Mm -hmm. the trident holds all the curses of the sea holds all of them so you break the trident and you break all the curses oh wow so they they figured that i don't know how turner's child figured it out but he did um, right. and so he broke the trident, and like all of the curses of the sea ended. So, um, the dead became alive again. Mm-hmm. So, like some of them were still like in water, so they were started to like drown. Oh my god! <laughs> so they like jumped into like the um, land part because what happened was is the sea parted, and oh, wow. um, it was kind of like Noah. You know, the sea party? Yeah, yeah. Was it Noah? I, I don't know. Think, was, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> it, like, the sea parted, so... They, like, jumped into... In between the sea parts, because they're alive now, so they need air. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then... Uh, Jack Sparrow's, like, crew with Captain Babosa and everything came down to, um, like, rescue Jack and the girl and Turner... And it's actually found out that uh, Captain Bobosa the, is the father of the girl. Um, oh, of the new edition. Oh, the yeah. So Will Turner's son falls in love with Bobosa's daughter. Right. Oh, that's um, weird. <laughs> so wait, she shows up and uh, oh, wow, this is confusing. So where was she this whole time? I mean, did um, they explain? She she was. Uh, Bobosa left her on a um, on a step of a like orphanage home. Oh, because he he just felt he couldn't he couldn't raise you know right. A child. And uh, I believe it was said that her mom died. Ooh, God! Well, this is um, this is something. Right. 
it, it was really good and it, it wasn't like slow at any point in time so they tell the story of how the um captain who was like used to be dead um uh-huh. got trapped in there so what happened was he was fighting um jack sparrow's captain ship because jack wasn't always a captain right um obviously right he was actually just some um person on the on board of a ship he was just a crew oh he was a crew member right he was the person that if the captain died he'd get appointed captain pretty much like the captain chose him and so the captain was dying and the captain actually um packed uh he he actually he didn't pack he sorry he had the compass um right and so he gave it to jack and he was like don't deceive the compass it'll lead you to what you want so jack looked at the compass and it pointed towards the dead man's triangle so he was like we're gonna go towards that and he started like mocking the captain of the other ship to like pretty much follow him and it was so cool what he did because he like made them like rope around um the rock Mm -hmm. and like so they did like a really hard left turn whereas the other captain didn't realize this was happening so he went straight into it so like the sea and the dead man's triangle pretty much just like ate him up and it was like it was really cool it was like fire and water all together it was fantastic Um, so, um, so so it was, sorry, continue. Elizabeth, I heard she was in this movie, uh, Will Turner's wife, girlfriend. Oh, she's in it for like a minute. What? Really? What, what does she do? Um, she runs and kisses Will Turner. That's it? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Does she die or anything? No. She just... She sees Will Turner and just kisses him, then leaves. Well, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't leave. What happens is, um, obviously, Will is. Um, He's on Davy Jones's ship, right? Right. So when, um, so when the curses get broken, that's obviously a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's broken now too. So, so he, just he saw... gets to come back. Okay, so he just saw... Well, was it like a homage or something like that? Where he was just hallucinating and he saw Elizabeth and they kissed? No. I'm so confused. No, no, okay. <laughs> so... So the curse breaks and he... Right, comes okay, so... And kisses Will... and then they go off together or something? Will Turner's son breaks the curse. Will Turner comes back from the sea. His wife, um, his wife Elizabeth, mm-hmm. shows up because this her son's like, "Hey, Dad's coming back." Pretty much, <laughs> so she wants to see if this is like true. So they kiss. It's all great. It's fantastic, and um. Then it's kind of it goes to where Jack's watching them from the water, and then they they sail off somewhere, and then huh. credits roll, 
and oh. I oh so and oh I, the movie and, oh okay I got yeah you. so so then I'm like was Will Turner in most of this movie no he was okay. in the beginning and he was in the end oh, and the oh, wow. after credits oh so he finds his dad and then you know he needs to break this curse and then at the end the curse breaks you know he shows up with his dad and that's pretty much it so why did they go oh because he was looking for his dad and he was on david jones okay right he found his dad when he was like really little like he found him um and uh will was pretty much like you need to get off this ship you don't belong here gotcha and so he like vowed that he would rescue him somehow one day Mm -hmm. and so many years has passed and they both look like Elizabeth and Will look like they're still like in their 20s and I'm just like God I was like what what?" yeah I mean isn't uh, Orlando Bloom plays Will Turner isn't he like English or something like that that's that's interesting they didn't age a day yeah I I would love to see them come back as the two leads because that's the one thing that kind of like I can say I would watch those movies again for those two I mean it was about them but it most of the time those other two movies felt like it was about um, Johnny Depp and Jack Sparrow so but overall so there's an end credit scene and I read the right. end credit scene and so tell me all about it you read the end credit scene? yeah because, I mean, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't going to see this movie at all. Just don't have an interest in it. So I know okay. what it's about, but um, you you tell it. Okay, so I forget the dude's name, but I just call him Octopus, Octopus Face. That's Davy Jones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just making sure, because I just call him Octopus Face. Um, so, uh, oh Davey God, Jones. I just lost it. Right. <laughs> My bad. So it's Will Turner and Elizabeth both laying in the bed and they're both like sleeping. Mm-hmm. And um so all you see is like the door opening. Okay. And then you see this like claw. Just, just a claw. It's just a claw. Oh my god. And then Will Turner wakes up and he's like <gasps> You know, and then, um, like, I'm excited because I'm like, heck yeah, there's going to be another one. <laughs> you Hopefully. know? Hopefully. But, like, um, Will Turner, like, wakes up. He looks around. Nothing's there, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, like, he like rolls over and, like, holds on. Like, I'm not going to let you go, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't, he doesn't actually say it, but, like, you feel right. like that's what he's thinking. Right. Well, then... It was really confusing for me at first, but then I realized what it was zooming in on because it was just zooming in on the floor, and I'm like, what? But I realized that the floor was wet, and then there was, like, some little pieces of, like, the sea floor on it. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, it's hinting towards octopus face. And so I was like, oh, okay. So maybe it's... Because, like, maybe it's not Jack Sparrow anymore. I hope right. it is because I love him, right. but like maybe it's now like Will Turner's story. Yeah, hopefully. And I don't even know if if that's the case, and they do make it up, making another one, which uh, I don't 
think it will. I mean, at least in the States. Uh, uh, first week did great. Then it had a 66% drop in the second week, which is mind-blowing. But you never know. Overseas, it might do really well because, you know, some things tend to do better over there except Power Rangers, but it's whatever. Um, so, yeah, okay, so Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, overall thoughts? I liked it. I mean, but I I love I love the thought of pirates, and I I I love Johnny Depp. So pretty much anything other than Fantastic Beast that he's in, I will pretty much love it because I right. Johnny Depp's amazing. Right. Um, you just go see it for him, like most people do, and that's fine. Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't go see just for him. Like mm-hmm. it's a good thing that he's in it because uh, okay. it's just better. Right. But I, I do really in, thoroughly enjoy Pirates of the Caribbean. You love that world, is basically, and you love that era, and you love the right. pirates. I feel like basically. I mean, yeah. Like I feel like if I lived in that time, I'd be a pirate. I'd be a horrible, horrible pirate. You'd be Jack but Sparrow, I'd be a pirate. basically. <laughs> that's the thing. You'd be Jack Sparrow, and you would conquer all. Apparently, mess up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so let's talk about a movie that I have seen, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I mean, first off, first, when the first movie was coming out, I had no interest in seeing that, but Wait, after... Wait, You had no interest in seeing it? No, the first one, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I had Whoa, no... Whoa, hang on, we need to talk about that, Why? Uh, okay, well, I was just getting to it. Just hold the brakes for a second. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie, I'm pretty sure I told this story before, but according to Brittany, she never listened to my podcast. But anyways, um, <laughs> I I had no interest in seeing Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I don't know what it was. It just, I saw like all the trailers, and yes, it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but... It just really wasn't connecting with me. And so it came out, and I was like, I don't, whatever. It's just one movie. So, you know, but what did it was uh, people that aren't normally, like people I know that don't normally go see these movies went mm-hmm. and saw it, and they said it is the greatest movie that they've seen ever. And so I was like, okay. And then I saw another uh, another review that was just like, and you know, I don't care for reviews. I don't care what anyone thinks. If you like a movie, great. If you don't, great. But I saw a review that said it's basically like this generation's Star Wars, and I was like, wow, that is that's something. So I was like, okay, whatever. And, you know, I was at McDonald's, and my dad texted me, Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? I was like, No. It's like, Oh, my God, you're missing out. Because I told him, I, was, I wasn't planning on seeing it. He's like, Oh, no, you you got to see it. I was like, Okay, whatever. And so, eventually I saw it. I was like, You know what? I'll give it a shot. It's a Marvel movie. I mean, just because it's not connecting with me, and I don't care for space and whatnot. So, I go. I go to the movie theater, and... You know, the the movie theater I saw it in was basically, it only had like two screens, and that was it. So I go in, and it's basically a garage, it's very flat, doesn't incline. Go in, sit down, watch the whole movie, 
And I walk out and I'm like, holy fuck. That is the last time I ever doubt Marvel again. Oh my god, that was fun. I like all the colors and the characters and the story and how they all come together. I was just like, that was that was like Avengers fucking good. Oh my god. And so yeah. That and then overall I was like, I see where people what that one person said, this is the generation's uh this generation's Star Wars movie. And I was like, oh my god, I, I totally see it now. And uh, that was that was just so much fun. I mean, that mixtape, that mixtape definitely is a plus for that movie. So there you go. That's there you go, Brittany. That's that's the story. That's the story of um, me not wanting to see it, and then after seeing it, I was like, I'm never downing them again. So. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I have another interesting story. So, with Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it was... Okay, so I saw this after work, and I made a stupid decision of... You know, I wanted to stay awake, and what I did was I grabbed, you know, a soda, and I downed it so fast that during the whole third act, I was like, oh my god, this movie needs to end. I have to pee. And so, but what made it even worse was waiting for those after credit scenes. And I heard there was five, and I was like, oh my god, five. Why five? Yeah. Oh my god, I have to pee. And then, you know, it ends, and, you know, I went and peed. And then after really thinking about it, I was like, they didn't really need five in credit scene. I mean, they were all enjoyable, but you could have got, you could have uh, just shown uh, two of those mm-hmm. five, really. And but anyways, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Overall, because everyone loves to hear about what did you think? Did you think it was better than the first one? All this comparison stuff. It's like okay, look. For me, I'm in that same camp where it's like it's not better than the first one. It's definitely mm-hmm. entertaining as hell as the first one. That's for sure. It's still great. And when I think about it, I can't really say that I had any problems with I mean one of the things uh, with most of the MCU movies and I'm in that camp as well where it's like I have a hard time with the villains and stuff but with this one it was great because and we're getting to spoilers sorry if you haven't seen Guardians what are you doing I mean really you know turns out Ego the living planet well he's just Ego he is the father and he turns out he's the villain and I didn't see that coming you know I I heard Ego has always been a villain in the comics but I didn't think he would be the villain in this and yeah and honestly what makes this movie for me is Kurt Russell as Ego that dude I that's the one thing I took away from this movie Kurt Russell my god he is just he's so charming as hell and his character and all this stuff and you know I, I mean, I've told you, I've told you, Brittany, I don't usually go in with expectation or whatever, but with Guardians, I did have an expectation, in which was I I need to see Ego, the <laughs> Ego the Living Planet. I need to see that. And right. if this movie's crap, then at least I can say that is why this is the greatest movie ever, because you saw Kurt Russell's not really his face but you can kind of see it 
on a planet. And I was like, and they showed it for a brief moment. I was like, that's that's why I live for this. And I was just like, because when I heard about it, I was like, I I cannot imagine. I just, I can't process that they're actually going to do that, you know. And when I heard it was Cut Russell, I was like, <laughs> yep, that I need to see that. I need to see that. If they don't, fine, whatever, just be entertaining as hell. But the fact that they showed it was great. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I felt, was really great. Sure, it's not as better as the first one, because the first one's all about coming together, figuring out who these characters are, but it is definitely enjoyable as hell, and very personal story, like, at the end, um, you know, it's revealed, you know, Ego is basically the, you know, villain, and like I said, I didn't see coming, but... The moment where it just became like the most oh shit moment. You just mm-hmm. did that. Where he reveals, Ego is like talking to him. Ego is uh, showing Peter all this like infinite uh, space and all this stuff. I can't remember what he was showing him, but all this and whatnot. And he just walks by. He's like, Yeah, I'm terribly. It just felt bad to put that tumor in your mother's head. And <gasps> Peter right. Quill just like the black eyes fade out of him and he's like and ego turns around and bam 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 peter quill just unloads on him and i was just oh, like yeah. that was the most like i was basically like peter quill in that moment when ego revealed that i was like that is like that was like oh shit you you did that you personally did that yourself i was like oh my god because this that's him. That's that's uh, Peter Quill's motivation for being who the the person that he is. Not only is he trying to survive, but he's just trying to, you know, he's motivated by motivated by his mother's death. And oh fuck, that was horrible. That was horrible to hear. And uh, what about you? I mean, your thoughts <laughs> on that or? Guardians 2. I mean, oh my god. I mean, when I found out that um, when I found out that Peter's dad put the tumor in um, to his mom's head, I was just like, what? What yeah. is going on? Yeah. That, um, and it, and it, he's just, he just said it out of the blue. Like, out of nowhere, too. I, uh, I was like, you motherfucker. Like, oh my god. Ah. Yeah, I mean, I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was cool and everything. And um, the one thing that it was kind of like wasn't my favorite is that they made Rocket seem just weird. Like, because in the first. Yeah, because like in the first one. they were like all a team and everything and it was great mm-hmm. and they were, um they like came together but then like in the second one it was kind of like rocket was pushing everybody away right and it's just like why like from the unsocial standpoint of it i understand wanting yeah. to be alone mm-hmm. um but um i just it just doesn't make complete sense as to why he's been searching for like friendship and you know he has right so but like when he finally found it why is he trying to push them away right yeah he was more 
Because at the end of the day, he was... He had those, uh... Whatchamacallit? Something. The, uh... He stole something from the gold people or whatever, and... Yeah. Yeah, it just felt like he was just in it for himself. Right. I think he was doing that to try and get excluded from the group, because he... Right. Because he was just like, um... God, what's his name? The blue guy. Blue guy? Yeah. Nebula? The Mm. one with the arrow? One with the arrow. Oh, Yondu. Yondu. Oh yeah. Um, like, cause I really, I did like how Yondu and him actually like um, bonded a bit yeah. on the whole point of like they both wanted to be excluded from things. Right. I did like how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it still kind of was just like a why, um, like why is pretty much rocket wanting to get out of the guardians it, right it confused me but i mean in the end it kind of i guess it all worked out because it was okay right yeah i i totally understand i mean <laughs> yondu dying at the end i i was not prepared for that at all i mean uh, that was just wow like he like he he had a soft spot for peter and mm-hmm. wow, that was hard. I will say, uh, looking back at it, I'm so glad they didn't force Baby Groot onto yeah. us as much. Because I was, I was excited for Baby Groot, but I, at the same time, I'm so glad they didn't like enforce him on us. Because we already love the guy. We already love that little tiny plant, and him trying right. to find Yondu's uh fin new fin that longer fin uh mm-hmm. it was great yeah. and that whole breakout uh scene was great him just like just whistling away and this arrow just killing everybody like yeah not a not a good idea to you know turn your back on yondu so but yeah guardians of the galaxy 2 is great and of course the highlight for me was you know Showing Ego the Living Planet and Kurt Russell as Ego. But everything else, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Probably not as much as the first one because, you know, that was something new. Something different that I don't think of these characters that we've never seen before. And so, yeah, very fun. Very fun. Especially Kurt Russell. And he was a great villain too. We could... He was great. I mean, because... You know, one, we know his backstory a little bit. We know he's like, he's like connected to one of our characters, which is Peter. I mean, and he was just, and he didn't come off as this, you know, I'm going to take over the world. Like, he didn't come off as this character like that. Like, he was just bonding with his son. And then he so happened that, you know, along his travels, and he's had a lot of kids, which is really messed up seeing all the right. bones and stuff and at the end right. he's like I just want to take over the world I can't remember what his full plan was but you know he wanted to take over the world and whatnot. and he was just he was just this giant brain <laughs> and yeah overall Guardians of the Galaxy 2 very enjoyable not as much as the first one but still damn enjoyable still speaking on Marvel 
How about we jump to Thor Ragnarok? I mean, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok does seem to have that same vibe of Guardians Galaxy, especially with them colors, and yeah, I can't wait for Thor Ragnarok. This is like the first Thor movie that I'm actually looking forward to, whereas with the other ones, I mean, the first Thor movie, I felt, I didn't like it, and maybe because I didn't understand it. I don't like, you know, you have a superhero, and then your superhero has his powers taken away, and he has to learn a lesson in order to get them back. But after rewatching Thor, I don't know, I don't know how long ago it was, uh, probably months ago, I enjoyed it. And my other complaint was, you know, I don't like it being set in one setting or two settings. I don't like that at all. And I enjoyed it. And Thor two, I thought it was good. I liked it. And but Thor's never been the strongest character, but with Thor Ragnarok, it seems like it's it's got that Guardians vibe, and I love it, and I love the colors, and I I I, I so can't wait to see Thor and Hulk go at it. I mean, the first time we saw them squaring off, great, just great, and yeah, and the thing that really caught me with with that trailer was. He puts on the helmet, and he, you know, brings down the wings on his helmet. I was like, ah, oh, oh, that's fucking genius. I love that so much because you don't really see him wear the helmet, and it's fine. You want to see your actor's face. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that was sexy as fuck to me. I was like, he just pulls him down, and he just, oh, he has the wings on his, oh, my, oh, I love it all. Yeah. Right. I, uh, and the humor in this. So damn well. So Thor Ragnarok, what are you looking forward to? And have you seen the trailer by any chance? Trailer once. The trailer um, for this, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I've seen it once. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a month back or so, maybe. Right. Um, don't completely remember all of it, but I'm excited for the villain. And I know my the funny part that I liked was when Hulk came out he was like yes yeah. we work together I know him <laughs> yep. and then Hulk was just like screw you and I started oh, just yeah. going at him oh yeah I I just remembered yeah the villain talking about the villain uh god what's her name uh the villain yeah but the villain I mean trailer starts with him coming down and breaking the fourth wall that was great and then you see, I think her name, the character name is Hela. And she has that big, giant freaking helmet on with the spikes and whatnot. I was like, man, they are committed to this. I, I love this so much. And, yeah, it was it was so freaking wonderful. I just, and she breaks his hammer. I was like, yeah, we're really? in for some deep shit here. So... Oh man, I yeah, Thor Ragnarok. It's the first Thor movie I'm looking forward to finally. So yeah, I mean that's all we can really speak for Thor Ragnarok. But yeah. let's get to the last bit of Marvel news for this episode, and that is Spider-Man: Homecoming. So excited! Yeah, how excited are you? I'm pretty excited. I really love Spider-Man. He's like my favorite Marvel for like character overall yeah i i've i've loved spider-man ever since like the very beginning with spider-man movies Mm -hmm. it was 
Like, those are my favorite. The so, very, like, first ones. Yeah, so Tobey Maguire is your Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. He's, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you grow up with that guy as Spider-Man, and I, I love Tobey Maguire, too, and, you know, you get Andrew Garfield, who I felt more like the Spider-Man that I kind of heard and kind of read, and then you get Tom Holland. But before we get into that, so of okay, so those are your Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man one through three. Mm-hmm. So which one is your favorite? <laughs> Out of one through three, yeah. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but I really like the uh, Goblin, the Hobgoblin. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked him, especially in like the. Um, I don't know. I just always liked him, and then, although, but I like him. But my favorite villain will always be from at least the Spider-Man universe. Will always be Venom. Mm-hmm. I love oh. Venom. So, so the first movie is your favorite Spider-Man movie, I right? Don't because of the Hobgoblin, but I really like Venom. Green Goblin. Whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and did you know the guy, the actor that plays Green Goblin? is now going to be an Aquaman. Really? Yes. It's he's not playing the villain, but I I love it when, you know, someone from a Marvel movie comes into a DC movie like well, this is not an example, but I mean, yeah, with uh William Dafoe who plays the Green Goblin, it's going to be an Aquaman. I can't remember who he's playing, but I know the character and definitely it's in New 52 canon and if they go that route, that's 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 going to be great. I mean, but yeah, so Spider-Man 1 is definitely your favorite Spider-Man movie of, of all of the Spider-Man movies we've gotten. Right. Okay. And Spider-Man 3 would be your second favorite because it has Venom. Correct. Okay. So for me, I, you know, you and me grew up mm-hmm. with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And for me... Especially looking back at it now, I gotta say, Spider-Man 2 is probably my favorite, and honestly, the best Spider-Man movie, and for me personally, I I think it's because of Doc Ock. I think it's, the villain really makes that movie, and if we're really gonna make a comparison here, and when I say this, you're gonna totally see it, they gave Doc, Doc Ock the Mr. Freeze uh, redition. Not as in like, you know, with Mr. Freeze, he's basically, at the end of the day, he's not really trying to be a villain. He's just trying his best to be, uh, trying to save his wife. Whereas right. with Doc Ock, he can't save his wife. So what does he do? He wants to build that son. And, wow, it's been a while since I've seen Spider-Man 2. And you actually feel why he's this threat you actually get why he's so angry and you kind of can connect with him where he's like you know i want to build this again i'm not entirely sure why he wants to build it again i'm not sure if he wants to you know destroy manhattan and restart all over but overall spider-man 2 i feel is my it's definitely my favorite now spider-man 3 mm-hmm. looking back at it not the greatest, and, you know, if you talk to my dad about it, he'll straight up be like, it's a piece of shit, 
because of what they did to Venom. And he's just like, yeah, Eric Foreman is not uh, Venom at all. So, and I love the design of, I love the look of Venom right there. Sure, he's not big enough to, you know, in the comics, like my dad says, but I like the design. Everything else is kind of a problem for me. I'm kind of with that camp, but, you know, it is what it is. And honestly, you know, you got Sam Raimi, who didn't even want Venom in the movie. You know, studio wanted him to put Venom in, and it is what it is. And he did his best, and mm. not the best, in my eyes at least. But yeah, Tony McGuire was definitely my generation, our generation Spider-Man. And, you know, no one could ever top that. I mean, one of our friends, uh, Greg, uh, will always fight anyone who says, you know, this Spider-Man, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. He'll always fight. He'll, he's all, he loves Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. And I feel so bad for him because he always wanted Tobey Maguire to come back as Spider-Man. But sorry, Greg. I mean, times are changing. Everyone's getting old. <laughs> and so, poor Greg. But I, you gotta love Greg, though. He's, he's great. But... Yeah, Maguire definitely set the standard for Spider-Man. And then the Amazing Spider-Man trilogy. Well, not trilogy, but the bi-trilogy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Bi-rilogy, whatever you're going to call it. So what did you think of the Amazing Spider-Man movies? Like, from you, from Maguire to Andrew Garfield, what was that for you like? Like, how did you handle that? Were you, like, very upset and just like, or, and you were like, this is definitely not my Spider-Man. Or did you, were you like me, or were just like, okay, there would be a Spider-Man. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, good question. Yeah. <laughs> I already know okay. Greg O'Neill's uh, answer, so. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I don't know, like, I really liked my Spider-Man, and I was kind of iffy about the whole new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was mean, actually hoping they would uh, bring him back. Right. I was like, but he's kind of old. Yeah. So. I mean, they were going to make a fourth one, but, you know, that, right. it, 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 it ended in bad taste in everybody's mouth. And so, yeah, so you were, so you were open to Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I kind of was. Like, I was like, he better do good. (laughs) Right. um, Which, I mean, he did. Like, he was just as funny. He brought actual, like, character to the Spider-Man character. It wasn't just bleh, you know? He had more humor. It actually worked. Yeah, he had more humor. He was very much that teenager person. Right. You know, all that business. And, you know, I, I was like, I was looking forward to it. And the suit for the first movie was really a wild take and I really enjoyed it and for me you know I heard so many comments that he's just he's hipster Spider-Man and it's like yeah he is pretty pretty for a guy who's Spider-Man but and he doesn't get off that you know he's not he's not a nerd or anything like that and he you know his Spider-Man he totally fits in and whatnot. he is smart but he's not like a nerd that gets picked on or anything like that. And then, so the Amazing Spider-Man 1, what did you think about that overall? 
I mean, it was good. I mean, I like anything Spider-Man pretty much. Oh, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, I, I get my it. guy. Right. For me, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 was truly a nice, great reboot. And I was definitely looking forward to... And I was, you know, I, lo- I was looking forward to the second one. I was like, all right, bring it on. And then I saw the suit for the second one, and I was like, wow, that is very ultimate Spider-Man-like look right there. And then you had Electro, then you had Rhino, then you had Goblin. And great, not too many villains in my eyes. I mean, as long as you can execute it well enough, I mean, look at Lord of the Rings, for example, I mean those movies or something else even though I haven't went back to them because I well now that I'm in Game of Thrones I mean I should probably go back but anyway Spider-Man uh The Amazing Spider-Man 2 what, what are you well let me start first first off <laughs> I I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast uh, the one good thing I can say about The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the chemistry between Peter and Gwen Stacy. Everything else was complete garbage. So, I mean, the one thing that really upset me to the point was the end, how it ends. You know, you think you're going to see, you know, I was, the one thing I was looking forward to was seeing Spider-Man and Rhino go at it. And it ends just as they're about to start fighting and I was like you son of a bitch this would like first off what a waste of money like first yeah seriously what a waste of money you didn't need to do that that doesn't make any sense you spent all that money for the CGI character and you don't even use him you use him for like a just that really pissed me off so I just left I was like forget the end credits I don't give a shit anymore that was just left yeah, I left. I was like, I don't care. And then, you know, I saw the after credit scene, and it's Harry Osborne's head in a case. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, that that strange that hooded figure or whatever. He's like, wake up, old friend. It's like, oh, it's just, mm. yeah. I'm glad I didn't see that because that was bullshit. And then this was very much like this this movie. I'm watching this movie, I'm like, and you know how Electro is one of the villains, I'm like, wow, this this seems very familiar to me, and it's like, I, I, I've seen these, this, this done before, where the villain is very obsessed with, uh, uh, the hero, and the hero rejects him, I guess, and he's now a villain, and I'm like, I've, I'm sitting there, I'm watching this like I've seen this before. Where and prior back when I first saw the trailer, I said it was I was like, wow, this looks like this. And so when I'm in the theater, I forget about that and you know, I'm like, wow, this this they are really going with that. And I'm like, okay, where have I seen this? And I'm like, oh god. And I was like, Batman forever. Fuck. I was like, oh no. So it happens, and I'm like, oh my god, They, please tell me that they didn't take a page out of Batman Forever. And I was like, yep, they did. Oh my god, this is not good. Not good at all. 
Not good. Oh, God, stop it with the puns. Stop it with the electric music and that last battle scene. I was like, oh, God, this is this is not what I wanted. I mean, you have Jamie Foxx, who's a great actor. Why camp him up? I don't get it. And then you got Green Goblin, which I will say... I mean... I mean, at least you can see his face. At least he's making facial facial features. He looks great. I think I just need more green on him. But it's mm-hmm. whatever. And then and then the ending where, you know, Spider-Man is trying to save uh Gwen Stacy. That must have <laughs> What do you think about that? Did that like just kill you or what? When when Stacy died? Yeah, when he spins um, the web and she he catches her but pulls her and her head just snaps on the ground and wow. Yeah, it uh it was a scene that I was just like, What the heck? I uh wasn't expecting it. I thought she would be okay because like right. when is his like it's Emma person. Stone too like oh my god but yeah right. I mean I mean th- that's definitely a comic book nod and I get it but I'll be honest I wasn't moved at all I was too focused on the web turning into a hand and I was giggling like no other I was like oh that's so fucking stupid and then her head snaps and the two girls that were sitting in front of me and my friend walked up and left I was like oh damn <laughs> that didn't sit well but yeah <laughs> I I I couldn't like I, I'm pretty sure I would have been invested when you know Gwen Stacy died but I, I you know I couldn't because the web turned into a hand and I I was laughing like crazy because I was just like, this is, that was, you didn't need that at all. I mean, and I guess, I gotta imagine I was thinking at one point, how bad could it be? I mean, it's like, it can't get any worse than that whole Electro stuff. But it did, and I guess the best villain was Green Goblin. He didn't feel cartoony at all. You know, his whole motivation was he wanted to get that cure from Spider-Man, who happens to be his right. best friend. But everyone else was a cartoon, and especially Rhino. He was the worst. And the fact that they didn't give me that that Rhino for the Spider-Man scene, I'm glad we didn't get third one. Because there was no way in hell I was going to wait for another movie just to see them two fight it out. And... Yeah, I was like, fuck that movie. I mean, honestly, I was like... At the end of the day, when I look at The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I will say it's garbage, but at the end of the day, the only thing that's great about it is, you know, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone as those characters, and that's it. Everything else, and Green Goblin was fine. Everything else was, whew, rough. It was rough to watch. But at least it wasn't... At least it wasn't as bad as Batman and Robin, which hey. we're not gonna fight about it. I know, I know. That's like your your love. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so let's talk about our current Spider-Man, shall we? Tom Holland. Okay. So 
You when it, when did you hear that Spider Man was going to be in the MCU? And how did you um, feel in the MCU? Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I know what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just sounded like you were asking a question. No. <laughs> oh, you're um, thinking. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I talk to myself when I think. Yeah. Um, I, well. <laughs> it. I don't know. Like I, I found out that he's going to appear in the Avengers, and I was Where? just like, okay, huh? Where? Oh, you War? heard he was going to be in the Avengers. What? Oh no, it was Captain America: Civil War, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that okay. one. Sorry, <laughs> I just like all the Avenger people come together, so I just <laughs> for some reason just threw it in with the Avengers. Um. No, but I, I heard he was going to be in Captain America: Civil War, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's cool. And then I saw his eyes, and I was like, mm. mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're not my favorite, but it's like whatever. I don't really care that much. Right. Um, but so I, I was kind of like iffy because I thought they would keep um, the second Spider-Man Andrew longer, yeah, longer yeah. than what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll just have to give him a chance now too. And I mean, he's he looks like he's so young. Like mm-hmm. he looks like he's like my age. He is. And oh, <laughs> he is. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like, I mean, yeah, you could pull off being in high school because you're my age. Like right. <laughs> you're a year from being in high school. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my thoughts on it was um. When I first heard that, you know, and I read the, the full freaking document that Sony released because apparently what had happened was, you know, the reviews didn't weren't great for the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which, okay. But I think they did make their money back, but I don't think they were going to do a third one because of those reviews. And right. the Sony, Sony did get hacked at one point. And there's a review, there's an email of it, and there was a, there was actually, they were actually considering making an Aunt May movie. And, yeah. Yeah, that was just weird to me. And so, so I, when I heard the news, and Sony put out this document saying, we are proud to announce that we are going to be collaborating with uh, Marvel Studios slash Disney on bringing Spider-Man into MCU and I was like holy shit it happened holy crap this is amazing never did I think it was going to happen but thank you Amazing Spider-Man 2 I mean holy crap and so you know time passes and I think they casted him and I was like okay cool and then we got to closer to Civil War and we see the first trailer first trailer course blew me away and i was like yeah captain america civil war and i was like yeah right. fucking black panther yeah that's what i'm talking about second trailer i was like i don't know if i should watch it because i know what happened because that was the year batman v superman came out and <laughs> i'll get into later with that but i will say i watched every single marketing video they put out for batman v superman and i was burned like crazy and so i was like i don't know if i should watch the second trailer to captain america civil war and then you know i saw of course on my twitter feed 
bunch of screenshots of Spider-Man. I was like, okay, I'm, cu- I'm curious. All right, I'm curious. Because in the beginning, I was like, when I first saw that trailer, I was like, forget Spider-Man, Black Panther, like, come on. And, you know, it was it's so funny to look at those comments back in the day where they're like, where's Spider-Man? Where's Spider-Man? It's like, Black Panther? Why is no one talking about Black Panther? Like, that dude. And so saw the second trailer. I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, the story is evolving. And I'm like, yes. And then Black Panther, I'm just like, I'm on that Black Panther train. Give it to me. And then, you know, goes black. And then under ruse. And here comes Spider-Man. I'm like, and he's like, hey, everyone. And then the eyes move. I'm like, holy crap. Holy shit. I was like, okay, that was cool. But, I mean, that was cool. But Black Panther was still my favorite. And so, but I was like, man, they, first off, the suit, very classic Spider-Man. Second of all, the fucking eyes. I, I was like, they just integrated it so well it makes so much sense because you know Tony Stark gives him the suit and mm-hmm. that's how the eyes move and I was just like oh my right. god cut the Civil War coming out I go in came out I was like fucking Black Panther was the shit I was like <laughs> you know and that's the thing you watch it now it's like every time Black Panther goes up against someone no one seems to stop him. Like, that man is on a mission. He is not to be messed with at all. But then I was like, you know, and, you know, I said it on here too. I got to give credit to, you know, while everyone's, while my highlight for me was Black Panther, everyone was talking about Spider-Man for them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to give credit. I I have never felt more emotional watching Tom Holland as uh, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man ever. I was just, I was taken back because it's like, oh my God, this is, this is the Spider-Man I've been looking for. And I'm, I'm grateful for those other movies, but this is the most accurate comic book Spider-Man I've ever seen. And he just nails it. And I was just like, I, I don't know what to say. Like they freaking Marvel just, Oh my god. I was like this this is this is my Spider-Man for sure. And you know, I said that on my uh my uh, social media and of course, you know, a good old friend Greg O'Neill was like, "Why does he look like such a kid? He's such a kid." And it's like that's the he's thing. He's Right. He's a kid. Yeah. He's, he's in high kid. school. Exactly. I was like he's a kid. And that's the thing with most movies nowadays that are set in high school. I can't watch because I'm like I don't buy that guy as a you know a a senior or whatever I don't buy that at all I mean even with like a show like Power Rangers for example it's like uh, everyone looks like they're in their 20s and I don't buy that they're kids but you know if you're gonna hire someone in their 20s you gotta at least make them at least look like they're in high school or like you gotta make it look like me at least me and you and I was like, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I just, I have no words. Like that was that Spider Man. He not only looks like a kid, he it's just, he's so dead on. And he was making jokes and all this stuff. And you know, it. 
I very much got that vibe of like he is a nerd. He's a nerd that doesn't fit in. And mm-hmm. when I watch those trailers, it's like it proves my point that this is probably he's not going to fit in. He's not a kid who fits in. He's very awkward and doesn't know how to talk to kids, but he's having a hell of a time being Spider-Man. And I'm like, that's that's what I want. That's all that's what I've been kind of looking for. It's like it didn't hit me until I saw his Spider-Man. That I was like this is the Spider-Man I've been looking for. But yeah. Right. So seeing those trailers, what was that like for you? I mean, were you just what, like... Civil War or Homecoming? Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean... <laughs> We've seen that trailer once. <laughs> it's it's fine, but I mean, I, I totally understand. And, you know, don't watch anymore because that does it justice. And... Freaking. You do know the only time I watch trailers is when you tell me to watch them, right? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't go searching for them, but you're just like, oh, this trailer's so cool, you need to watch it, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, okay. I, I, I will now for for now on, I'm only gonna tell you to watch just one trailer. If it's that good, like if I like it, I'm gonna tell you it's good. <laughs> the rest of the time, I'm not gonna say anything. If a new trailer comes out, don't expect a call from me. <laughs> Because, okay. like I said, I learned my lesson from Batman v Superman. So, but yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming and the fact that Batman himself, Michael Keaton, is the Vulture. That's just, I just, he's from, he goes from DC to Marvel and it's just, ah, uh, that guy. I, I love Michael Keaton. He's so great. I mean, from being Batman to being in comedies and yeah. Ah, Spider-Man Homecoming. I, ah, this is definitely the Spider-Man I've been looking for, and I seriously cannot wait. Alrighty. So, I think we'll stop there. So, yeah, um, come back next time. Brittany will be with us again. So, that's Spoil Your Appetite. I'm Tristan. I'm Brittany. Hi. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) All right. See ya.